1: Hello and welcome to this, the podcast version of the season finale of No Rolls Bards One Shots. The Thunderverse is coming to an end and uh, we are very, very excited for the fight that's about to come. I'm joined as ever by CDW Head of Programming. Uh, Tom, hi Tom, how's it going?
2: Hey everybody, it's going alright.
1: <laughs> you had a bit more pep in your voice there, didn't you? Nobody's like, what? why time it's like, hey everybody, what's doing? What's happening? I am famous for my high octane personality. <laughs> um, yes, let's see. Well, speaking of high octane, let's jump straight into it because I can't wait. Uh, enjoy the show. Uh, I think this is one's going to be uh, a knockout, and we'll see you after the show. Hello
2: and welcome back to CBW, where the big boys are back with a vengeance. I'm Tom, head of time and space here at CBW,
3: and these are our players.
4: Hi, my name's Lolo. I'll be playing Demonique the, the
2: Addict. Well,
3: howdy. My name's Luke, Now I'll be playing Mad Dog
1: McCree, hardcore. The pleasure is mine. I'm Adam, playing Piston Fairmont, the Golden Boy.
2: Hello, darlings. My name's Laurie. I'm playing Amelia Dramica, who is the provocateur.
5: I'm Molly. I'm a high flyer. And I'm playing Rick Thunder.
2: Right. Let's do a really, really big fight. Yeah! Yeah.
6: Come on!
2: Who are? Rick, Thunder, and the Lightning family find themselves standing in the centre of a wrestling ring. A squared circle seems to be constantly shifting in size, small enough to suit a backyard ball, large enough to dominate a stadium. The mat is made of rubber, no, concrete, canvas, wooden boards, sand. And as the ground beneath their feet is in flux, Rick, you and your team notice the ring ropes change from hemp to steel, to leafy vines, to pure electricity, and back again. Turnbuckles made of metal grow to towering tree trunks, then calcify to pillars of bone. In the skies above you stars twinkle and are then hidden by the vaulted ceiling of a music hall whose grandeur gives way to wet stone lit by burning torches before a canyon opens up as pterosaurs swoop beneath the midday sun. And always, outside the ring, Looming over you all is the figure of the Question Collector. A tall, muscular man in a green suit, leaning on a question mark cane, a pair of shimmering spectacles perched on his superior nose. Well, 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 why do we fight and why do we watch fighting? What is it about combat that we crave? Why, when we can't fight for ourselves, do we build machines to fight for us? Why do we use violence to make a name for ourselves? Why do we seek real physical pain to feel alive? Why does nothing else in the world feel quite as good as a fight? Who, Rick Thunder, are we fighting for? Why does every reality I can see revolve around fighting? Questions, questions, questions. What would any fight promoter do with all of time and space at his fingertips? With every promotion in the multiverse under one... Pan-dimensional banner. Why he would find answers. Welcome to CBW. Welcome to this crisis between worlds. Mm.
6: CBW. Nah. Yeah. C-B-, ah,
1: CB dead. CB dead.
2: CB And the question collector simply hovers above and outside the ring at a distance, watching you.
5: You're not gonna find any answers here, you, you stupid, floaty person. Look, okay, everyone else, Lightning family, huddle. Mm. Don't, mm. don't, the, the most important thing now is that we stick together. Uh, what, what does everyone want to get out of this? I'm here, obviously, for my best friend, but there must be a reason each one of you have come along with me, right? What about you, Mad Dog?
1: Shooting people. Okay, Fairmont. I want to restore the great Fairmont name, of course.
4: Demonique. I don't want to be forgotten and dull anymore.
5: And Amica. I, I was um, quite bored. Hmm. That makes sense. All, yes. Mm-hmm, All worthy yeah. causes mm. to <laughs> die for right here.
1: Wait to what? What? Wait, wait. Circle wait, back. Wait,
3: wait, what? 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 We, <laughs> <die>? <laughs> I, I, guys, guys! I clearly said this
5: to each and every single one of you before we came. Mm. Oh mm. no, no, no! no, no. no I did no, all
2: of my talking with Mad Dog, and you
5: did
4: not single that. bit it is this. I, mean, I, I gave was, you a cucumber sandwich.
1: I was essentially stolen from my time. I it's
5: totally
3: true. He, we
1: did steal him.
5: him. Well, now we're here. Now no, we're here. We're here. We're here. Yeah. we might as well. Yeah, fight for the death because we've got to (laughs) rid this person from all the timelines. I've encountered him through multiple different realities and he's never a force for good. hold on, hold on,
3: hold on. You want me to risk my life because you want to fuck a plane?
5: I I don't, I don't, no one said that. He's my best friend.
3: Oh, right, sorry, I I, I misunderstood. No, my apologies. I'm saving my best friend.
5: (sighs) Okay, okay. that makes more sense. So, Rick, you're that weird guy, who, old guy, who came to our school for two days, aren't you? I, I mean... <laughs> In, there was a whole thing after that, we, we have a curfew now. No, no, no. I, 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 I was there. I'm not Why I'm not
2: are you talking when oh.
5: you've
2: <laughs> icing? And He's got a point. Jets of plasmid purple time energy uh, shoot out of the Question Collector's hand and scatter Rick, Thunder, and the Lightning family to uh, the four corners of this ever-expanding ring. Demonique, you find the environment around you start to change slightly to something that resembles a very familiar, luxurious decor of a very nice house in a very nice part of the city. And then the ground beneath you starts to bubble and simmer and steam and Emerging from the now melting wax that makes up the floor in Uh. front of you is the figure of your husband, (laughs) Desmond de Compose, now more wax than man, drooling hot molten dripping from his lips, his eyes burning like candle flames, his misshapen and malicious form lumbering towards you. Mad Dog, you find the mat beneath you drifts to sand as a man, a tall broad-shouldered, nasty-looking dude with missing teeth, um, a missing eye, cauliflower ear, scars across most of his face, a big, heavy duster across his shoulders. Um, he has graying hair at his temples, like a, a sort of silvery and graying beard. His face is beaten down by the sun. Uh, he has a thick, brimmed black hat covering some of his eyes, and he steps out through the sand to face you.
3: Who the hell are you, son? Who the hell are
2: you? <laughs> <laughs> Can you honestly tell me you don't know who I am? Everybody knows the name of Mad Dog McCree. And he lifts his hat and you find yourself looking into a face you have only really seen in newspaper clippings and one photo your mother used to keep by the bedside cabinet. Oh my God, um, Now answer
3: my question. Who the fuck are you? I'm Mad Dog McCree. I'm your son, Dad.
1: Bad Dog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm gonna make you a son of a bitch. <laughs> Piston. You brace yourself, wondering what is coming for you as the map beneath you starts to harden into a metallic surface and the ring rates start to buzz slightly in your corner with electrical energy. Um, a purple portal opens in time and there is a clank, 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 clank and out steps one, two, three, four of the wrestling robots you barely escaped back in the year 3000. Oh,
1: come on! <laughs>
2: and all of them face. that All of them, like, eyes turn towards you. Again, there is a single, there seems to be like a single mind focusing these robots, and they simply lumber towards you, clanking fists and grinding hands. And Amelia, uh, the, the canvas beneath you turns to the wooden boards of a stage as a portal in time opens and out steps a man. A man whose image you probably know better than any other image in the world. He is wearing a doublet. He has a bald top and wisps of dark hair around the side of his head and a neat little goatee. And, as he flexes muscles which the history books (laughs) didn't mention, you find yourself standing under the shadow of the massive, bulking muscle of William Shakespeare himself. (laughs) (laughs) Frailty,
3: (laughs) thy name is you.
4: (laughs) Oh God. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Rick, I don't, I, Bill, I'm, I'm, can I call you Bill? So I don't mean to freak out, um, but oh, I am such a fan of your work. I am such a fan. I was Lady Macbeth in a school play. Well, that was then. And now is the winter of your discontent.
1: <laughs> and oh, he
2: lunges for, for you. And finally, Rick left alone now in the center of this arena. I have something very special for you, Rick. He clicks his fingers and a portal opens high above you, um, too far to reach, but high enough to see. And you find yourself looking into a very familiar garden. In fact, this is a scene you found yourself looking into not so long ago, when you were in the skies above cruel Britannia wrestling. It's season one love interest, Julie Lovely. She's hanging out a washing. She doesn't see you. And there's that man again Julie, approaching the gate. She turns as she hears the click of the latch on the gate and the squeak of the hinges as it opens. And as the man steps into the garden, you recognise him. You know this man. This man approaching Julie Lovely is none other than Tim Quick, aka Timothy Kviknev, the Red Scare himself. <laughs> Julie looks that up guy. at him. This is a Julie Lovely who lives in a world where everyone thinks Rick Thunder died a hero. And as Rick reaches Julie... He puts an arm on her shoulder, a hand on her cheek, and leans in to kiss her. (sighs) And at that second, the question collector clenches his fist and pulls Tim Quick out of that time and brings him, boom, straight down into the mat in front of you. He's dazed for a moment, looks around him, sees you, looks back up at the abandoned lips of Julie Lovely, looks you straight in the eye. (sighs) Leak thunder.
3: I HATE YOU SO MUCH!
2: <laughs> um, Rick, what are you doing? Take us, lead us
5: off. Well, first of all, I'm actually gonna thank the Question Collector for dragging Tim quick here. Maybe this isn't all bad, because I've been wanting to get my hands on him for a long time. Not just a long time, but through time. (laughs) I believe I'm wearing a frickin' mech suit, and he's just been pulled out of the
2: garden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Give me a power roll for that punch.
5: Oh, bollocks. One.
2: <laughs> <laughs> natural or unnatural? Unnatural. Uh, yeah, An unnatural one. Yeah. Okay. Um, You thrust your robotic fist <laughs> forward and immediately he puts up his forearm to block and there is a clank as you do so. You see some of the skin uh, over... Uh, Tim's arm split and behind the epidermis is a shining smooth layer of steel. Uh, (laughs) uh, Oh yes, Rick, while I was in the future, I made sure I found some time for some home improvements. Clank, clank, clank. And goes to swing a fist at you. We're gonna cut now to um, Demonique as this shambling wax monstrosity just looms over you as bits of wax sort of drip down on the floor and shoulders what are you doing
4: uh, well if it's like quite wet and hot and things can I just not mold his arms like into the shape of a candle
2: hmm. um you're absolutely welcome to try That is a work not role for that do. bit of sculpting
4: lovely bit of sculpting I did do candle making so I, was, I was bored
2: it's finally paying off
4: what was it on work uh,
2: that's work yeah seven Seven. Um, that'll do it, yeah. Um, you managed to very quickly and very neatly sculpt the, um, the top half of this big beast into a candle shape.
4: Um, I'm going to pluck hair out of his head and stick it in the top and light it like a candle.
2: Um, that is going to be a... I feel like that's another work role because that's kind of arts and crafts, right? That's precise. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: so work. Ten!
2: Ten. Um, Yeah, you successfully pluck out what few bits of hair remained after his whole body just became one with a wax. Arrange a neat little wick on the top. Um, And what are you lighting it with?
4: I'm lighting it with the fire of my soul.
2: (laughs) Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Um, That'll do for me. Yeah, a a little bit of actual (laughs) hell flame sort of jets out of your mouth. (laughs) Just a little bit, like out of your nose almost like a dragon snorts out and just catches the top of the wick. And as the wick burns, the the form of uh, your once-husband-now-monster starts to uh, melt faster and finds Mm. a much harder time making shape. It seems to sort of be dropping into a big gelatinous mass now. Mad Dog, what are you doing?
3: I believe we found ourselves in an impasse here. I think there can only be one Mad Dog in this town and seen as though you're dead and I'm alive. I think it should be me. i tell you this much, dad. I ain't killed today yet. Think it's about time I change that. Draw. Pull my gun out and shoot him. Okay, I'm gonna ask for a real roll on that. Always real, man. I mean, of course it is, it's a gun. Fucking five. Five. Um,
2: unfortunately, your dad, uh, he's, he's old, but he's fast, and he's been doing this a lot longer than you, is too quick. He immediately pulls out like an almost rusted six-shooter, squeezes the trigger, and just before the hammer connects um, with the chamber in your gun, boom, it flies out of your hand, and you're left with just your bare fists. You have to
3: wake up pretty early in the morning to get one over a man who doesn't sleep. And I guess we'll do this the old-fashioned way. I'm about to fuck you up. <laughs> just run at him uh, with a, a, a punch. Like just, just running at him just to, to <laughs> sort of suck him in the face. Okay, we're going to pause for a second there. And we're going to
2: go to Piston. Um, these robots have sort of surrounded you now. Again, like equidistant apart. They're sort of red glowing eyes focused on you. Um, they don't seem to be doing anything right now except blocking your movement from going anywhere else.
1: I check my wallet, see if I've got any money to even buy them off. Uh, okay, give me a look roll. <laughs> a look roll. <laughs> yes, that's plus one.
2: <laughs> you forgot your wallet, didn't you? Ugh,
1: it's okay. Been a rough few years at the Fairmont household. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so on that critical fail, um, the rope. <laughs> You get, I guess you get out your wallet and open up and there's no money there. And as soon as the robots seem to notice um, that there is no money in your wallet, that you have no capital, no nothing, you're destitute, the red in the rise seems to glow deeper. Um, and a huge metallic hand from each robot reaches out to grab you across the shoulder um, and lift you up into the air. And a voice emanates from within these robots. What's happened to
1: my money? Your money. It's my money. This is Fairmont money. That's who I am. Piston Fairmont, the son of the father of robotics, and you shall unhand me.
2: I suppose that would be the fair thing to do, but life isn't fair. Daddy? And we're going to cut to Amelia. What are you doing? Um, The bard is looming over you, all muscle and playwriting (laughs) talent. (laughs) Uh, I'm still a little bit, I'm a little bit fangirling, but I do just turn to him and I just say, look, Bill, I know you think this is sort of a,
5: a, a two-hand uh, scene between the both of us. But let me tell you, this is a soliloquy, darling. And what
2: I'm going to do is I'm going to start a performance of A Little Fight Music. And I'm going to try and running knees him uh, with a move I call The Academies Awards, uh, which is just a running <laughs> knee strike. Running knee strike. Oh, power roll, I think, for that. There's a lot of force behind a running knee strike. <laughs> Five. Five. <laughs> oh, it's going really well today. I'm nailing it. He grabs you by the ankle. Um, as you leap towards him midair, um, and then simply in a flex of a massive Elizabethan bicep uh, flings you up into the air um, for his, his signature love's labours tossed and sends you soaring across the arena into a, thankfully, hempen rope rope this time, which you bounce off. Uh. He starts lunging towards you. <laughs> if I prick you, you will bleed. If bruises be the food of love, something, I'm in love, bruises, I'm covered in bruises is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I am going to go for a move, I'm going to just try and get to my feet and rush him with a move called the Crescendo, which is a sort of running inverted cannonball. Ooh, that's, I think that's tricky enough. Um, I will let you do power or work, and how it goes will depend on which one (sighs) you've got. Four on a work. (laughs) Um, He simply... Braces his core, um, the cannonball just hits him in his massive Shakespearean abs and bounces off like you were bouncing off a springboard. <laughs> <sighs> I'll fight till from my bones my flesh be hacked. Rick, um, what are you doing? Uh, you've got a, a metallic uh, cyborg-esque fish, fist heading towards your face right now.
5: Well, it's, it's not just that. I've got super reflexes now, so slow down. Uh, I look around and I see everyone, you know, failing essentially. F- that their, their, their moves aren't working, apart from Demonique. Got some control. Uh, but everyone <laughs> else is is literally on the ropes in some cases, and that's when I realise we've got to work together as a team. Surely, so I am going to take Tim Quick's arm, and I'm gonna. An, an old move from my cowboy wrestling days, pistol whip him into the turnbuckle that has Mad Dog's dad in to
2: try okay. and knock him over. So you're going to try and pistol whip him towards Mad Dog's dad? Yes. Okay, so, ooh. Okay, I, I guess because you're using his momentum against him, judo style, Yeah. Um, that can be work, because I let you roll and work last time you did some judo
5: works uh, works plus one seven Ooh. yeah yeah
3: oh. we yes. scraped by <laughs> oh. bare
1: minimum <laughs>
2: default <laughs> this chrome fist um, s- swings, whiffs just past your face, you're able to grab it, and then an excellent uh, display of the judo you learnt at the University of California, Los Angeles for fighter pilots and pit stop girls, which you graduated <laughs> from in 1988, <laughs> um, you fling, um, uh, <laughs> you fling uh, Tim- Timotei straight into the turnbuckle. Um, colliding with the body of Mad Dad Dog McCree, for the sake of clarity. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> who, uh, who, uh, who drops the, the bowie knife he had just pulled out um, to stab his son with. It drops to the floor. Um, and with that, we're going to cut to you, Mad Dog. Uh, you've seen, yeah, your dad's just pulled a knife on you as you lunged for him, and then the body of a, uh, <laughs> a boyishly handsome part metal
3: man <laughs> has just knocked the knife out of his hand. What are you doing? Thanks, Thunder. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna suplex my dad <laughs> <laughs> Okay suplex I think
2: Suplex is a power roll man. That's a lot of strength what? in a suplex. Oh dang it
3: <laughs> uh, It's not good either it's Three three um
5: you didn't work together. Yeah, that's it's what works
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm busy man you go to grab your dad for the
2: suplex and he simply reverses it, fits his hand like underneath your thighs and waist and suplexes you. Boom. Back Oof. over his shoulders, back onto the mat. Stay down, boy. Stay down in
3: the dirt. Stay away from our gold. I ain't never stayed away from no fight in my life. I also ain't never been to a place like this before in my life or bought you in my life either. It's a day of firsts and <laughs> it'll be a day of <laughs>
2: lasts when I'm done with you, son. Oh,
3: oh, that's oh, God so good! Another <laughs> knife pulls oh. another knife from his pocket and just starts, he drives it straight towards your face. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to um, block the uh, the nice trajectory towards my face. Okay, we're going like to pause home. we're going to pause you for a moment there, and then we're going to yes. move to
2: Dominique. Hi. The, the 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 figure of your Ex-husband's wax husband is now melted into a sort of molten slurry, but is still slumbering and lurching towards you in big gloopy movements.
4: God, why'd he die? Can I just like spread him out on the floor and then make him into the mat that I then want to fight on?
2: Um yes, Tur- turn your husband's waxen remains into a Ursatz wrestling mat with a work roll.
4: That'd be lovely. Work. Please be good, don't be shit. Ah,
5: five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Welcome to um, the club, lo. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Work together, guys.
2: You do. What could be more working yeah. together than being in the Lightning family and rolling terribly? <laughs>
4: like he's not really doing anything, so I'm pretty sure I could do something else to him.
2: Um, you, you, you uh, can is stick, he? You can stick with that, or you can reroll, but you have to choose before it resolves.
4: No, I'm not going to reroll.
2: <laughs> oh, you surprised hmm. us all today. Um, oh yeah the um in which case yeah this molten mass just then swarms around you and completely engulfs you on what? every single side until you're basically oh. lost in this molten mass of wax um you can you can't see you can't hear crucially you can't breathe um and at this point you're gasping and struggling for air uh what's the next thing you're going to try and do
4: um the air is cutting off and i actually can't see anywhere out i can't move anything um and i'm stuck and it's really 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 awful um i think can I sense the presence of someone nearby?
2: Are you doing what I think you're going to try and do? I want to. Yeah, go for it. Give me a look roll.
4: <sighs> Nine.
2: <laughs> okay, we're going um, to... Can you tell me just the very start of what you're starting to feel and then we'll cut to Piston.
4: I can feel the presence of someone missing in this group.
2: Boom, and we cut to Piston Fairmont held up in four metallic hands by the robots that speak words he knows very, very well.
1: I uh, indicate over um, one of the robot's uh, shoulders. and I go, look, Papa, the paw, uh, in an attempt to distract him. <laughs> Give me a look roll. <laughs> Plus one. Oh, hell yeah, that's nine. There we go. Yeah! What a roll now.
2: <laughs> Instantaneously, the, the elitist chrome domes of these four bots turn in unison um, towards which direction? Mm. Who, who in the ring are you pointing them towards, roughly?
1: Um... Oh, that poor suffering playwright, William Shakespeare.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, they all move
1: towards William Shakespeare and are distracted. How are you following up? Uh, I get my screwdriver and I. Oh, one of the is one of them still got me, or am I left by myself? Um,
2: you're you're still held by four
1: hands, but the heads have turned and no one's looking at you anymore. Uh, I reach behind me with my screwdriver and I try and basically. Um, because I, I built all my, all my robots with my signature move, the Chateau Le Fist. Um, so I'm going to try and take a screwdriver and basically the one of the hand that's got me by the scruff of the neck, like sort of hack into it so that it fires me across the room.
2: Um, give me a work roll, please, Piston, on that um, tinkering job.
1: Certainly. Work roll! Come on. <gasps> that is a very dirty 12. Oh, nice. Um, then, please, take us through what you do best channeling again my uh, remembering um, my boyhood years when my father, uh, Howard Fairmont, would take me around his laboratory and just show me uh, all the little bits and pieces he was working on, and I would just sort of tinker with him and it would make him very cross, but I, I obviously had an aptitude for it. I, I tinker with the with the wrist joints of one of the robots. I believe it 's uh, cyborg Lesnar. And I activate the Chateau Le Fist 1869 Protocols. Although, since I've lost my fortune, it, it's not named that anymore. It's now called the WMD 2020. Um, and I aim it towards um, William Shakespeare and fire. Yes! Um, it rockets straight out of the wrist
2: of Cyborg Lesnar. And we cut now to... Amelia, as the figure of William Shakespeare, looms over you, all muscle and iambic pentameter. Suddenly there is a clonk as a metallic fist hits him on the back of the head and distracts him for a moment. Once
5: more onto the breach,
2: And I uh, hop up and I uh, attempt to trip him over, and I'm going to do Tread the Floorboards, which is where I walk up and down his back while making it all about me. Because it's all about you, man. You can look on that. You can roll on look. Good, because that's actually a pass. That's a nine! <laughs> um... Yeah, um, please, please make make it all about you, Amelia. Um, so I make sure that I'm wearing my. Obviously, I always wear my heels out, but I'm. Uh, I make sure that I'm driving them in with every single step, and I start to skip and frolic while I'm singing songs from play uh, from musicals that I love. Um, uh, with new words, and I'm just singing "Hospital." You're going to hospital, and I'm just stamping, stamping, stamping away. Mm. Yeah. The 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 point of your heels is maybe more than even the tough muscles of the strongest man in Elizabethan England, William Shakespeare, is able to take. Um, and you start to, you start to see little drops of blood appear where you stamp your feet. And the pain is, at this point in time, taken Shakespeare's full concentration. How are you following up that? Uh, I am then going to drop into the hook of Mormon, which is a, a, a fish hook uh, <laughs> submission, but I'm going to attempt to put it in so hard that he passes out. That is going to be, a I think, a power roll for that submission that's a five Uh, I am going to re-roll okay because I am going to so as it as I realize I sort of not hooked it in properly I'm going to rather than sort of transition like lying down and doing it I'm going to stand up as I do it and uh, throw my other arm into the air and just uh, just call out! Look
3: at me, everybody! Look at what I'm uh-huh. doing! I'm ruining him!
2: Because uh, making you all about me is my reroll. Uh, give me that reroll, man! You fucking behave!
5: <laughs> no! <laughs> it's,
1: a, it's a four. Um, as a team, as a team. <laughs> so,
2: as as you are demanding attention from all and sundry, your focus is very much no longer on William Shakespeare. Very simply, very quickly, you hear a voice say, you missed your cue, were it my cue to fight? I should have known it without a prompter. And manages to rearrange himself into a position where um, he has your leg in a really strong, really secure ankle lock. Let's see if we can do something about those dancing feet. And then squeezes on the ankle. And I'd like a look roll, please, from you, Mad Dog. Uh, that'll be, uh, seven. Um, as the, as the Comfort Knife moves towards your face, you were just able to stop it with your hands for a second. <sighs> got some gumption, boy. We're going to quickly jump to Rick. What are you doing, Rick? Well, I'm,
5: I'm looking around and people, the Lightning family are starting to work together. And, you know, I've got a lot of love in me. I've got love for Julie Lovely. I've got love for Danger Zone. I've, I just want us all to work together and I want to save this dysfunctional group of, oddballs so i think demonique is the next person because at the moment she's covered in wax so as tim quick comes back towards me i bust out the airplane in honor of danger zone lift him up airplane spin but only the top half of my body spins around because it's mech powered and i go (laughs) over and use tim quick to chip away at the wax (laughs)
2: <laughs> um I'm going to say that's going to take a look roll because you're honoring Danger Zone. Look is 0.
5: Mm, eight. Yes! Together oh, gang. Okay, you like
2: Danger you, Zone. You start shipping away thunk 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 with that wax as you hear sort of um Tim quick's voice say, "Hey, hey you." So <laughs> as he's revolving sort
3: of around, um we're going to jump back now again to Mad Dog. Uh I'm looking to uh push uh, dad, dog, off me, hmm. and then grab him by the scruff of his neck, and I'm going to essentially try to bowl him into uh, the robots that are attacking Fairmont. Oh, mad dog! You have definitely asked for another power roll. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, my only good stat's my work, and like, it's not really the time to be doing figure fours. I can nail it though. Nine. Yeah. Yes.
5: yes. Working together. <laughs> Lightning family.
3: Um, it on. is, it, it's,
2: it's quite a, a, a modern, I guess, uh, stereotypical tradition for a father and son to go bowling together. But not <laughs> like this, as you toss your dad across the mat running towards the robot surrounding Piston. The, yeah, we, the, the, the spherical body now of your dad collides with the legs of these robots and they start to buckle and drop Piston to the ground. Um, Dominique, you succeed on your role. Please tell us what is happening inside that uh, wax cocoon that is being chipped away by your friend. Rick okay, Thunder. cool.
4: I can feel the presence of some uh, spirit. They are angry. They are. They died, and they are overwhelming. And um, they're desperately to get. They want to get into me, and I desperate for a help. I agree. And when I agree, my hair flashes purple. And I slowly gain a super cape and (laughs) then I am possessed by the past Gretamorph that died like a gecko, but wasn't quite a gecko. It was Uh a really awkward moment where I was, it's fine, I died, okay, it's cool. And realizing I'm Gretamorph, I am going to say that I absorbed their powers.
2: Um, Whilst as you're still going to be using your stats, um, but you have the the flavor of um, Credible for sure.
4: Oh the flavor? Can I turn into a fish and swim out of the wax?
2: Um, Yes, indeed you can. The wax is solidifying. um, getting harder and harder, but there's probably just enough liquid. I'm a
4: swordfish, so I've got like a- You know what man,
2: you know what because you succeeded on that role really well and because Rick is helping you just swim out of there through the power of teamwork and this little fish pops right out of this wax um, mound and boom, a little like goldine, goldine, like a little goldfish, a little fish. Um, swordfish,
6: but fine. Sorry, swordfish, I, I, misheard. I misheard. A little goldfish, that's um, no, fine. swordfish
2: is good. Um, I just, yeah. <laughs> a swordfish shoots out um, into the arena. Um, what is the swordfish doing?
4: Swordfish uh, then quickly transforms back into human form, looks around and sees the absolute mess, sees all the people in trouble, and um, going for, I would like to transform old school into jaguar. And let's go for, I want to say either Shakespeare or Dad McCree. Which one's in more trouble?
3: Dad Dog's a bowling ball. At the um, moment. Shakespeare
2: currently has Amelia in a painful ankle lock.
4: Okay, I'll go for a Shakespeare. I'll come help you, babe.
2: Okay, um, so hang on that for a second, and we are going to go to Piston. You've been dropped to the ground. You, you see a an aged cowboy um, turn these robots into skittles, and then poof,
1: flatten his back in front of you. You are now on your feet, and the robots. Are... What is it with dads today? Uh, and I, um, I, I, I try and remember back to my schooling, and I was never very an attentive uh, schoolboy. So instead, I shout over to Amelia. I said, Amelia, you've read your Shakespeare. How do you kill a dad? You stab him in the back. Um, okay, you have your advice. What are you doing, Kristen? Hey, I'll, I'll stab him in the back then. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> reach down. And I just use my screwdriver to get uh, old mad dog uh, dad. Old dad dog in the spine.
2: Um, okay, give me a work roll again for that.
1: Uh, certainly, plus one.
2: Uh, that is a seven. That'll just about do it. Which robot are you going for? I'm going for dad dog. Dad Dog. Oh, you're going for Dad Dog Spy. I'm going to stab okay. him in
1: the back. Help him oh, out.
2: Okay, then that is a real roll, because you're stabbing a man with a screwdriver. Can I roll again? Um, nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's <laughs> four, then. Um. four. <laughs> um, yeah, um, quick as a flash, um, Dad Dog manages to get to his feet and grabs the screwdriver from you. In fact, he grabs it in his teeth, bites down, and just breaks the head of it off entirely. Ooh. Uh, and then spits a piece of um, sort of metal into your face. Um, um okay. this this has also allowed the robots to get to their feet. And that robotic voice is starting to sound more and more the longer it speaks, like the voice, like the voice of your father. You have tarnished the Fairmont legacy forever. You have made our name synonymous with nothing more than misery, embarrassment, and failure. And for that, well, maybe it's time you fulfilled your greatest potential uninhibited by the flesh. And the yeah. robots start to grab you on each limb and start to pull you. And we're going to cut now to Amelia, um, who is still... Um, yeah, you, you are in this ankle lock currently from William Shakespeare.
5: I've sort of realised that everyone else is playing as a team, uh, but mm, Amelia's not really, mm. she's not really a team player. So I'm going to... I'm going to have to crimp from the only sort of rabble-rousing
2: spirited performance that I that I, I know in, to sort of act my way out of this, I guess. Uh, and I sort of, still in this ankle lock, I begin to sort of drum my hands on the floor and I say... Do you hear the people sing?
5: Singing the song of angry Rick. It is the music (laughs) of a people who think that you're a prick. Cause you killed his best friend, Jet, who was a dog, horse, robot car. Now it is time to pay
2: your debt and it's no holds barred. And I just go to a double footed kick. uh, William Shakespeare off me towards um, the nearest set of robots. Because of that sum you have earned your right to roll on look.
6: <laughs> good.
2: Uh, no, not good. Uh, <laughs> Dramaka. What's a heel re-roll? Your heel re-roll is doing whatever it takes to get what you want and what you want is to be a star. Well yes, I think this is, I uh, utterly, I think if this fails this is ruining my, the performance of a lifetime. Uh, Obviously, I've been working on those lyrics the, since the entire time that we've been traveling together, just in case I needed them. Uh, you don't have that sort of thing in your back pocket. Um, so, yeah, I do really think that this is something that I need to achieve in order to be a star. Otherwise, uh, being dead doesn't make you a star, I guess. Okay, um, re-roll that re-roll. Just done it, and I'm very pleased. <laughs> Visit. <gasps> Um, You are a star, darling! All yours, Amelia. Tell us how you, with complete and utter finality, defeat William Shakespeare in Mortal Kombat, the sport he is best known for. (laughs) <laughs> um, so as he's, as he's twisting my ankle, I roll over onto my back and I bring one of my legs back and I jam it forward and, as we've known from the higher heels earlier, they're quite puncturous. So they just slide straight in at the chest and then I, he lets go of one ankle, the other one comes back and I just two foot right in the neck and two holes appear as he flips over in the air, a nice arc of claret spraying over the ring as he pinballs into the robots. Oh, yes, <laughs> with, with two jets of blood... Powering around. Go- G- <laughs> ...gusting out the neck of, of William Shakespeare. He barrels once more into the robot surrounding Piston, then continues to barrel out and in like a... <laughs> like a, a water feature, um, rolls over the top of the rope and out into the void, his blood just decorating the floor around where Piston stands. Uh, Rick, what are you doing?
5: So it's a battle royal.
2: This is the thought process
5: in his head. <laughs> if we throw people over the top rope, maybe there—that's the way we can beat these horrible apparitions. So Tim Quick is still dizzy, I presume. He is very spirit. dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> so having watched Shakespeare go over the top rope, I see the group of robots still there, and I bust out. The Hindenburg, which was a move I never used in uh, the Victorian era one, uh, where it's just a running pounce.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, so the running... I... oh, What are you I trying can... to do? You're just trying to pin them to well, the ground. Running no, no,
5: pounce. no! I'm just going to run at them and pounce
2: them over the top rope. All of okay. the robots in one motion. That's definitely going to be a, a power roll, basically, because you're basically just throwing your body at them, man. Yes. My robot body. Bollocks. Pound's minus two.
5: Oh, one. (laughs) Ah.
2: Natural or unnatural? Ah, unnatural. I would have run off three and minus Um, two. Okay. Uh, As soon as you leap Ah. into that pound, you (laughs) you feel a hand around your ankle um, and you look up to see, uh, no longer quite as dizzy as he was, Tim Quick, Timothy Kviknev, has you by the ankle. Ah, oh, puny pilot, he says, and then bash, 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 bash. Starts slamming you back and forth across the ground. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Rick. What are you doing?
5: Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get some purchase, I guess, on on him trying to break his grip, which is sort of an android strength-level grip, and... I am going to, so when he, when he goes up on an upswing, I'm going to break his grip. I'm going to come up, flip a few times and hit my finishing move on him, the danger zone, which is a 450 corkscrew reverse thing. And I, I'm going to splash. Usually I'd splash on a prone facing up body, but this time it's going to go straight down on his head.
2: Okay, that is a straight 2d6 roll for a finisher. Nine. Nine. Um, It lands exactly how you want it to land. And what Piston and Chip were able to do is make your suit more maneuverable, sort of use science to make this cumbersome thing something you can shift around. But it's still super heavy, and the full weight of that suit lands straight down on the body of Timothy Kvyknev. No! He calls out (laughs) as your body... um, rockets towards him. What is the last thing you say to him before your move connects? Guess you weren't quick enough, you cummy bastard. <laughs> and with that, His cyborg body just shatters um, underneath the weight of your finisher, and the cosmic winds blow those pieces out and over the top rope and out of the ring. Mad Dog, what are you doing?
3: Uh, I'm going over to Dad Dog, uh, and I'm going to pick up his fallen body by his nostrils. <laughs> I'm going to stare him in the eyes, I'm going to say, i won't kick this shit out of you. <laughs> and then when I'm done doing that, I'm going to eat you up and then shit you out. <laughs> and then Fairmont over there, he's going to eat that shit. Nope. And Dramaka, she's going to eat the shit I'm and having Fairmont no shits no. out. And then Thunder's going to eat this shit up and it's going to go to Demonique. She's going to eat that shit and shit out that shit. And then... <laughs> I'm going to kick this shit out of you. I'm going to swing him around uh, to do the gunsling in my finishing move, which is basically just swinging him around uh, through his nostrils in an attempt to throw him uh, out of this arena. Hell yeah. 2d6, please. Ba, 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 nine. Nine. Yeah. All yours. Just grabbing him by the nostrils, just swinging him around, swinging him around, and he gets momentum, he gets momentum above my head, above my head. And I just shout, Fuck off! As he flies uh, <laughs> over, <laughs> flies um, over that's crude void.
2: but effective. <laughs> Soars over. Just the last thing you hear um, as he leaves is "my son," and then disappears into the void. Demonique, uh, you are currently a panther um, lunging towards. Well, you were lunging towards. Um, Shakespeare, but Shakespeare has been amply finished off.
4: Absolutely by done, America's sweetheart,
2: Amelia Drameka, darling. I you know, hard.
4: wonderful, well done.
2: How would you like to redirect yourself and your powers?
4: Okay, right. Well, um, who? Everyone's gotten rid of everyone.
1: It's just Piston.
2: Just Pistons, robots. Um, yes.
1: Is, is wax guy gone?
2: Uh, wax guy is currently a solid wax mound at the moment. Beyond that, you don't know.
4: Oh, okay. Well if he's just a solid wax man, can I just pick him up and throw him over the edge, please?
2: Um cool. Yeah, uh, Great. what do you what do you what, what animal are you turning
4: that into?
2: Threat. <laughs> What animal are you turning into? Uh,
4: do you know what? Um I would like to be a beaver, so I'm gonna put my tail underneath and then flip it. <laughs> oh
2: cute. That's fun. Okay. Um that is a look roll. That's a look, so it's plus one.
4: It's a dirty
6: twelve.
2: Um, that'll do it. What are your last words to the husk that was your husband as you flip him over the rope?
6: Waxman power! <laughs>
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
2: um, and with that, oh, uh, yeah, with that, Dominic um, Edmund Alexander Decompose is truly and utterly dead. Ah, oh, thank God. And we cut to Piston. Um, what are you doing, my friend?
1: Um, so how many robots do I have left? Uh,
2: there, there are still... the robots are still, um, surrounding you. One is missing its fist, um, but you're still surrounded by the robots.
1: Um, I'm going to try and appeal to my father, in which case.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Dad, Daddy, think of what we could do if we worked together. I've seen. I'm. I finally feel like I'm part of a family now, the Lightning family, and I'm offering you a place. Think of what we could do with your genius, and this teamwork. What a new legacy we could forge.
2: Okay, um, let's have you roll this as if it was a finisher, if that's all right with you.
1: Certainly. 86 6 I've, dro- I've dropped one of the dice, but one of, one of them's a six though so. okay. <laughs> cool.
5: The tension! You better not come back
1: naked <laughs> <laughs> It is a 10
2: A 10? Nice How deep. Piston My Piston What do you know of legacy?
1: I know that sometimes the legacy you think you're fighting for isn't the one you should be fighting for.
2: Activate protocol. Dad. (laughs) And the red light in these robots' (laughs) eyes glow blue. They soften to a sort of a, a cool blue hue. Piston, my son. Since you were born, I wanted nothing more than to have you working alongside me, making, making the future together. But, but, you disappointed me so, so much. You ran off on your own, making robots fight, drinking, sleeping around, bringing the name Fairmont into the pages of Vanity Fair
1: rather than Robotics Weekly. I'm amazed that magazine survived. (laughs) (laughs) Print print media found a way. I
2: remember. It went digital, son. (laughs) This is a recording, but I assume that's a question you'd ask. You know me. All I wanted was for us to work side by side. Finally, finally, you've figured out where the future of Fairmont Robotics lies.
1: Realized that from now on, life isn't fair. Life isn't Fairmont either. Life is what we can make together in The Lightning Family.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and with that... The gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Lightning Family. <laughs> with that,
2: the robots simply turn away from you and in unison march across the mat and voluntarily step over the top rope and sink into the void. Who would have thought you'd succeed against all these odds? Who indeed? Well, should I congratulate you? Should I?
5: Yeah, yeah. you congratulate yeah, us yeah. and yeah. also give us oh, back danger zone. Oh yes. Round
1: of applause. Uh, yeah. Danger zone.
2: How can I give back something that is gone?
3: You picked a man out of a garden and That's like, from a different time. I'm you sure you can like make a plane real again.
1: Okay. Does he want to fuck the plane? What, who is this dangerous? He wants to fuck the plane, doesn't
3: he? It's totally fine if he wants to fuck the plane. allow if he wants
5: to fuck the plane. What's confusing me is why is everybody getting robot friends? <laughs> will you allow What's me robot? to
2: rephrase the question? How are you going to make me?
5: Well, I think with the newly hard therapy of the last 10 minutes, we've worked through some issues. Mm-hmm. The Lightning mm-hmm. family might not be the first group of people you come to to solve a problem, but my God, we're going to solve you. We are literally we're... the first people you came to. Yes.
4: the yes. <laughs> uh, wait, I was the first, so you everyone st- just...
5: You stole me. Mm. Yeah. We came together. for one cause because we all wanted the same thing and that was to get danger zone back and to defeat you there's your answer you're no longer relevant
2: is that so
4: can i launch at him please full Um, jaguar tiger
2: you are all welcome um, to launch at the question collector great Um, Bear bear in mind, this is a man, nay, being, who has time and space at his fingertips. So I'm going to need, at the very least, some hard successes. Sounds like a job for
1: Amelia, to be honest. She's the the biggest going.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Don't
2: worry, darlings. This is it. This is it. This is the moment I've been waiting for. All spotlight's on me, and I'm just going to rush him. And go. I'm going to go for the uh, Academies Awards again. Okay, that's going to be at the very least a hard success on power. Three. Um, Oops. Richard, family, Did you bring a child to a time fight? And he clicks his fingers, and there's a huge burst of energy shoots towards you, and whoomph. Um, You just see the life force dissipate from Amelia's body through her eyes, through her ears, through her mouth, through her nose. Um, Her skin goes sallow and pale. Um, Her skin starts to cling to her skeleton and boom! She lies on the ground fading as more of her fingertips, (laughs) her toes, her body just dissipates into purple energy that starts to spread Across the universe. Um, do you have any last words? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to go, Mr. Thunder. <gasps> Let me go. And and don't go anywhere. I don't want to die without an audience. But <laughs> um, and before this be you the have final curtain, done. Before you have time to even comfort her, um, Amelia's body dissipates into um, time, space, dust, and disappears up into the ether. Well, who's next? We really shouldn't have
3: you killed students. You killed the arts, <laughs> <You laughs> oh man.
1: God.
3: Well, I'm just going to run at him with uh, both of my guns just oh firing off many, many rounds. Give me a real roll.
5: No, McGraw. No, McGraw. He frozen? He's frozen. <laughs> Luke, you're internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's not frozen. He's what pretending
4: time? to be frozen.
3: Oh, have you? Have you um? no?
5: So, not now. Why would he yeah, pretend he is frozen. be frozen? Right <laughs> no, no, no. Hello, hello. Uh, oh, he's no, back. I'm he's here. back. Jeez. I'm here.
3: I'm here. Sorry. Sorry. What, what did you roll last time? Oh, it was
2: nine. Nine. <laughs> um. Okay. That is not, unfortunately, a hard success. And. In, a, in a, a way of, of art-imitating life, um, he simply twists his hand and you are frozen in time.
6: Oh.
2: Um, do I want to repeat myself? Who is next?
4: I'm going. Full jaguar, for your face, claws, everything.
2: Okay, that is a... Because you said for your face, I'm going to ask for a real role. Oh,
4: okay. Real, okay. I'm gonna bite a chunk out of my shoulder to re-roll because that was a five. <laughs> okay,
2: so you're gonna have to. So yeah, you're gonna have to re-roll. You're gonna have to re-roll on real.
4: Uh, sorry, it's gone under my hat. i have to roll again. <laughs> <laughs> sorry,
5: it's rolling the- Come on the
4: <laughs> God, it's very stressful. I don't want to die like everyone else. I'm not dead yet. Yeah,
2: oh
4: okay, so that. McCoy, you're is... frozen.
2: So hang um, on, if it's a ten, what's it? Is that a nine now? Um, so yeah, your your real is your real start is minus one, right?
6: Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's. I'm afraid that is not the hard success you need. Um, as with a nine, and again another twist of the hand, and you are frozen in time. It is now just piston and Rick. Piston, what are you doing? <laughs> run. You're gonna run away. Um, you're just gonna run. Yeah.
1: Um, what the fuck? Well, good job, team. You just Bye. did the lightning
6: <laughs> family yeah. I for your dad. About family and I sang so a song. Uh, yeah, look,
1: where, where are you going to run
2: to? Um,
6: uh,
2: th- the, the opposite
6: belly. way? Um, <laughs> oh.
2: f- fine. Um, you, you successfully, he's not going to stop you running to the opposite end of the ring if that's what you want to do with your time. No <laughs> need to roll. You make it there. And as you get there, he twists his <laughs> hand and freezes you in time. <laughs> um, It's just...
5: (laughs) Rick. Ah.
2: Why is it always you, Rick, are the persistent thorn in my side? Well, that's not really fair, is it? I think it's fairer to ask. (sighs) What are you doing here?
5: I've told you time and time again. I'm here... Well, originally I was here to get back danger zone, my best friend, but now I'm here to save Dramica, to save McGraw, to save Demonique, to save Fairmont. I'm here to save the Lightning family.
2: Do I like repeating myself? What are you going to do about it?
6: Crap. (laughs)
5: Where? I am going to jump up. In one fluid mech suit motion, kick you in the gut, and then hit a thunderbomb on you, which is my super-duper mech move, where I jump up further in the air, spin you round loads of times, and do a powerbomb.
2: Okay, so that is going to be a look-roll to attempt that. Bear in mind, this is not just another man you were fighting. Look, is zero eight. Oh, Rick! And as you spin your power bomb and go to land in what was seemed like it was going to be an exceptionally flashy move, he simply grabs onto each part of your um, robot suit and just wrenches it off from you, tearing crunch, (gasps) tearing the corpse of your best friend from your body. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really think that a metal suit made from a dead plane? could defeat a god. (laughs) And he throws you um, down onto the mat and then floats down onto his feet in front of you, walks up to you. Maybe this is finally the end for Rick Thunder. Do you have any last words?
5: Sorry I failed you all, Lightning family, and Julie Lovely, and America. And most of all, danger zone.
2: Goodbye, Rick Thunder. I said it. Laurie, please tell us what happens now. So, as uh, the question collector brings his arm down to strike Rick out of existence, it's caught. By another arm that's glowing with this sort of blue, orange, red plasmid energy, and the figure you see in front of you, Rick, is one you recognise. It's uh, he's slightly older, maybe three years older, and he's certainly more grizzled, um, having seemingly sacrificed much. Uh, but this is a young man by the name of Bill, uh, who <clears throat> one of his arms is yeah glowing with this strange energy. The other arm is made of seemingly clockwork. It's it's. Tiny gears and cogs all twisting and his legs are shimmering and he just catches the Question Collector's hand and he says, Question Collector, my name is Bill Bleo, and I have traveled across the realms to find you and I have sacrificed much to tell you this. I'm here to revoke your library card. <laughs> Give me a power roll on that grip, please. Bill Bleo. Uh, Dirty 12. Dirty 12. You you grab the arm of the question Collector and fling it aside. The built-up time energy in his hand just dissipates into the ether again. What the hell are you doing here? Simple.
5: You took something from me and you tried to pervert the
2: course of the universe. Now it's time to pay your debts. And I'm going to... uh, step forward. Um, one of my legs is, uh, yeah, seemingly uh, translucent. Uh, I'm wearing a sort of black Winkle Picker shoe and uh, it, a Wiggle Bipper. I'm wearing a, wig, a Wiggle Bipper <laughs> Um this sort of glows with like, it seems like you can see universes and multiverses glowing in the surface of it and uh, a thousand different stars, a thousand different planets, the blues, the greens, the gases. And as I step forward it sort of slips me through time. I disappear, become translucent, and I appear directly behind the question collector. Um, And what I'm going to do is I am going to, with my energy hand, summon uh, the shape of a hammer that appears and glows in this brilliant blue-orange energy, and I'm just gonna wing it at the side of his head. Make a look roll. That is a nine. It's a nine. That will do it with those crazy powers of yours. This energy hammer collides against the side of the question collector's head. He stumbles back one, two, three feet and then looks up at you with eyes filled with hatred. (sighs) Do you think maybe that was a very big mistake? Um, And he uses um, the time energy in his hands to open up a small gap in the space-time continuum, leading to the tremendous sucking power of your own personalised black hole, which starts to drag you towards it. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to twist the dial on the clockwork hand that I've got that's uh, spreading up my arm. And uh, as I do, it slows my the pull of time. So like, I'm travelling slightly slower than would be expected towards this void. And as that's happening, I am going to aim above him with the other arm uh, and make the shape of a plug that I'm hoping is going to be sucked into that time rift. A plug like, oh, I was thinking like a a stopper. No, yeah, so like a stopper, yeah. Okay, make a look roll. Uh, That is an 11. Mm. That'll do it, yeah. You, You create this stopper that shoots into this hole. So, Bill, did you finally decide to earn your power then? The thing about the Cosmic Library, Questioning Collector, is it makes life just too easy. And I- I'm going to say, you may have power, but I've got some too. And I'm going to strike out with a kick with uh, my right leg, and the edge of the, the sort of pointed tip of the Winkle Picker is going to tear its own fabric in space and time. Uh, and what I'm hoping will come through is a load of tentacles that are going to wrap him up. Um, that'll be a look roll for sure. Uh, that is a, that's only a six. Um, unfortunately, no. The, you managed to open this uh, rift in space and time with the Winkle Pickers. Um, the tentacles start to emerge out. The question clicker says to you, Do you think I'm impressed, boy? <laughs> Do you think a few arcane trinkets is a match for the totality of the cosmos itself? And as the tentacles emerge, he simply moves his hands and they swarm around you and wrap you up. So you are now trapped in them. However, Rick, as you're laying there on the floor, seeing these two titans of arcane power um, tussle in this ring, a little bit of residual time energy um, seems to leak out from the hole which the library man appeared in from back in the comic book warrior universe, and as it does, it starts to gravitate towards you, and it begins to settle on your form and almost infuse itself within you, and you feel a feeling you haven't felt since you were in super scrap, your body becomes lighter, and yeah, that's right, you're starting to float slightly off the ground, like you look around and everything starts to move into slow motion. Um, your reactions increase a hundredfold. You're flying, Rick. You're flying again.
5: I feel, I feel like I've got the essence of danger zone. It's, like just, it's just like when we were flying over the Bermuda Triangle or the old test field, just taking danger zone for a spin. Oh, oh to feel alive again. Life. And I fly round. And I, using this sort of speed that I've picked up, go for the barrel roll straight into the question collector to dunk him into the the tentacles
2: um the tentacles currently wrapped around bill okay give me a um for the barrel roll give me you can give me a work for that because you're flying that would be 10. Ten, that's enough to do it. Yeah, you spin around, collide with the Question Collector um, with these new, old superpowers back in your body. He lands into the tentacles surrounding, um, the surrounding Bill Blio uh, and those, the tentacles loosen their grip, freeing Bill from their Lovecraftian grasp. And the two of you are now free, side by side, in the middle of the ring, squaring off against the Question Collector. Have you ever flown in formation before, Rick? Oh, yes. Get going, and I'm going to thrust one hand forward, and I'm going to summon the shape of a jet uh, to fly alongside Rick and strafe the question collector. Um, that's a look roll, please. Be kind. Uh, eight, eight. Um, that'll do it. Um, what's the strafing supposed to achieve? Um, just to sort of stagger him, so that hopefully that Rick can follow up with something. Okay, yeah, with that, absolutely. So, are, are you are you piloting the jet yourself? Uh, I'm you- just. No, I'm not in it. I'm just sort of guiding it around. Green Lantern style Gotcha. <laughs> cool. Um. Yeah, The that, that jet forms out of nothing, and this energy jet sweeps past the question collector, dropping his focus as he sees it go past. For a moment, he recognises the form of an F-16 Tomcat, and for a moment, didn't I kill you? Uh, Rick, what are you doing?
5: So now I'm just going to charge ahead using... It's had many names through these different realities. The silver bullet when it was a werewolf. The... Uh, the pistol whip when it was in the the cowboy universe, the barrel roll when it was elsewhere. But now at the end is a judo chop of this spear. I'm gonna (laughs) launch myself like a missile, a scud missile and judo chop uh, the question collector into like this otherworldly portal with all the tentacles.
2: Um, Give me a work roll. Work roll is plus one, seven, eight, eight, eight. eight. Um, yeah, with your new powers, that does it. Connects with your new sort of super speed. The velocity is enough to send the question back like the staggering back. And he finds himself briefly ensconced in these interstellar tentacles. With his focus dropped, you start to see bits of time energy leech away from his hands. And as, it, as that happens, Demonique, Piston, Mad Dog, you feel your body start to move again. Um, you feel your mind start to reawaken and you are free from that moment in stop time the Question Collector put you in uh, Okay, everybody, this is it. What are you doing?
3: Guns are blazing, man Give me um, give me a <laughs> real roll then
2: <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Ten. excellent.
3: Finally! Um,
2: Demonique, <laughs> what are you doing?
4: Um, I want to go for what I was going for before, and it's classic. It makes me happy. I want to go claws straight for the eyes and just drag straight them for the eyes. Of skull.
2: Um, that is going to be a real roll. So
4: that is minus two now. Oh wait, minus two now. So that's seven.
2: Seven. Yes. Excellent. So that's two successes. <laughs> um, two successes out of five. Uh, Piston. What are you doing?
1: I'm going to return to my new family. With my old family, I'm bringing my dad bots uh, back <laughs> and they're going to raise their fists in formation and they're all going to fire the Chateau Le Fist uh, 1869.
2: I think we decided that was a look roll way back in Cyber Battle because it was just such a good pun. All right. And that is Hell Yeah. That's an eight. Bill, what are you doing? Bill is gonna walk up and use the energy in his fist to summon the shape of a steel chair. Uh, And he is going to hit uh, the question collector with the most devastating thing in wrestling, an unprotected chair shot. (laughs) Give me a, um, ooh, that is a look roll because it's an energy chair. You just avoided real there. Uh, Nine. Nine. And finally, Rick. What are you doing? As this panther is clawing at the face of a question collector, still partly pinned by these eldritch tentacles, as bullets um, from a a, um, thousand-year-old gun (laughs) um, uh, start to mess up his lovely green suit, as robotic fists um, powered by rockets collide with his face, his chest, his stomach, um, and as he suffers an unprotected chair shot to the head, what are you doing, Rick? I'm following through from that last judo chop
5: move, but now I've entered the barrel roll portion of the move. I'm spinning round and round and round, and I'm continuing to judo chop him. <laughs> judo chops.
2: Okay, better, give me...
5: I better get a success here.
2: Uh, give me, <laughs> you can give me, a, yeah, give me a look roll. In fact, give me a straight 2d6 on this.
5: Finish up.
2: Oh my God. No.
5: <laughs> no.
6: <don't>.
1: no. Yes.
6: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's like they knew
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Okay, as these as, as he's bombarded by panther and bullet and steel chair and robot, and as these chops just decimate his body, they move at supersonic speeds so fast, it's like he's being hit by freight trains. Um, how is this possible? How? How?
5: How did you do this? Well, this is one question I think we all know the answer to, because we're together and we're a family.
2: Lightning,
5: lightning, family. Like the lightning
1: family,
4: lightning family, oh. lightning,
2: and with a scream of cosmic agony, the question collector is pulled through this rift in space time by these tentacles. And the last thing you see of him as this rift closes is these tentacles pulling him asunder limb from limb from limb as he just himself dissipates into uh, purple time space energy, leaving the five of you alone in the ring together.
1: DB dub
2: <laughs> the, Is Dramica okay? Uh, the energy first <laughs> settles on Mad Dog, and you feel yourself starting to dissipate. Um, what, what you're looking at, this, this interstellar arena, but you also find yourself looking at um, the Old West, a horse um, tied up by a hitching post, a general store, and you know you are returning right now to your own time. Uh, what are your parting words?
3: That was fucking Fern.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Head off into the time board.
2: Um, and you walk off um, through, through this kind of gap in time into a perfectly setting Old West sunset. Uh, Demonique. The same thing happens to you as, uh, as you start to sort of see yourself looking at uh, the, the familiar sights of Victorian London as time opens for you. Uh, what are your last words to the Lightning family?
4: You can come over anytime.
2: And with that, a very well-to-do panther steps back <laughs> into Victorian England. Uh, piston. Piston you start to see the familiar sights of your liquor-stained lab appear in front of you.
1: you'll excuse me, I've had a rather brilliant idea for an invention.
2: And with that, Piston Fairmont returns to the future to cement his legacy as the time energy swirls around the ring, something glinting on the floor in front of you. It's a pair of very unassuming, glimmering spectacles. I pick them up. And I put them on! Uh, (laughs) Energy begins to sort of glow around uh, the area. Uh, Ah! It was Uh, was pre-knotted. Hard and grizzled head. (laughs) Uh, You can see also that all the energy that sort of was on his um, wrists and stuff has dissipated as well. And he just stands there in front of you and goes, Ah, that's better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you have any, you you feel a pull, you feel a a cosmic pull to a place that you've been to many times before. Are there any last words you have for Rick Thunder? Rick Thunder, um... (laughs) Pains me to say this, but you are a true hero. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some books to return. And Librarian Man, as you are rocketed out from yourself through the astral plane, you find yourself traveling through time and space and reality to a familiar library, a familiar repository of cosmic cognizance. And you are now standing at the reception desk, a bell in front of you. Uh, this shift in cosmic mass solidifies into a small white-haired man in his late 60s. He has a huge shock of crazy white hair over the top of his head and a big, thick, bushy moustache. And he speaks to you once, if accept our limits, if go beyond them. And he winks and disappears. And as he disappears, the familiar layout of the librarian's office comes into view. And you see on the door where the word librarian is marked in the glass, new words being written out in cosmic ink. It now says, Librarian, Bill Bleo. Time to get this library some new members. (laughs) And finally, we are back once again with the Renegade Master, Rick Thunder, in the middle of the ring. There is still some time energy left. And it just seems to be hovering around you, near where that black box is.
5: Everyone's left me. I'm more alone than ever now. I thought I had a family. I've lost my best friend. I'm out of time. I'm not even out of time. I'm out of like any link to reality. I've still got this box. I hold it and I, I cry a bit on it. A tear hits the
2: box. And as that tear hits the box, I would <laughs> like a, a look roll from you, please. One last look roll.
5: Oh my God.
2: That would be eight. That would be eight. As that tear, as that tear from a man whose body is infused with time energy still hits that box, um, you see a shimmer across the smooth surface, and all of a sudden the box starts to shake. Shake so much you have to drop it, and more energy, more time energy pours out from both the residual energy in the room and from the energy within yourself. Uh, swarming around this box, swarming and swarming and growing and growing until you are blinded by this pure brilliance of plasmid energy. And when you open your eyes, and can finally adjust to the light, your body feeling weighty and normal and mortal again. You find yourself looking at the form of a Tomcat jet. Uh,
5: Danger zone. Is Is it just a jet or are you there?
2: No word from the jet.
5: Oh, I guess at least I've got the plane to fly around this infinite void now. Just put a hand on the jet.
2: And as you have, you know, you look down at the ground and put your hand on the jet, expecting to feel the smooth surface of a jet's body. Instead, you feel what seems like a metallic hand, and you look to find you have high fived the robotic form of none other than danger zone, the jet. Rick, thunder, best friends. Ah! (laughs) And then as he does that, the last bit of time energy, the very last little bits that that is left, um, collects just right behind you and opens a portal. A portal into a place you've seen twice now since you left the 90s. You find yourself looking into a garden and there is julie lovely and she is hanging out her washing she doesn't see you and the portal opens and the portal is fading fast but still there reek thunder best friend reek thunder save danger zone reek thunder must Go, and a robotic hand points to the portal.
5: You're not going to come with me.
2: Um, you look and see that portal is just not big enough for, <laughs> for a Tomcat jet.
5: <laughs> You're not going to come, too. You're just going to... You you, we can fit through there. We can fit through there together. You can just transform again.
2: Reek thunder. Good friend.
5: We've had some... we've had some times, eh, buddy?
2: Reek thunder. Danger zone.
5: I think it's about time I slowed down a bit. I love you, but I've got to go home and have a dance.
2: Rick, thunder, save danger zone, danger zone, save Rick, thunder. And he gives you the gentlest little push on your back to edge you through the portal. Um, and then, quick as a flash, you find yourself in the familiar flowered garden of season one love and Chess. Julie Lovely. She's still hanging out a washing. She still doesn't see. You. I just turn on the
5: radio. It's, it just plays some old 40s war music. And I just, I walk through slowly and I part the the bed sheets that she had up. And we, I just take her and we, we dance in between the bedsheets.
2: Well, as you approach Julia Lovely, she sees you. Rick, oh my God, Rick. Rick, I thought you were dead.
5: No, no. I'm I'm back home. Rick.
2: I've been teaching at that school for such a long time and you you never really mastered sign language, did you? No. If I skilled. If you did, you would have known what I just said. I hate you so no!
6: much. <laughs> what?! My
2: name is not Julie Lovely. It is Julia a no, no! And Tim Quick and I have been trying to kill you for such a long oh, time. Oh, Goodbye, Reek Thunder. And she leans back and kicks you hard in the chest and you will launch just before it closes back through that portal. Back into time. And it closes again.
6: Oh What? what?
2: And then that she just bitch. goes back she just goes back to hanging up her washing. And that's all.
6: Oh, no! <laughs>
2: <laughs> this time on CBW. We'll see you next time.
1: So that is the end. The end, my only friend, the end of uh, the Thunderverse. For now. Obviously. um, Tom, Tom loves his coders. As, as we discovered discussed <laughs> in uh, in this one shot universe, so uh, yeah, everything's sort of come to an end. A an expansive interlocking universe that we did not intend to be, but um, yeah, we just end up not being able to resist. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the ending, I suppose. Uh, Amelia died. <laughs> yeah. Does that was that always the plan? We did you have a target on Amelia's back because she's a college student? In a superhero's world,
2: well. <laughs> to an extent, yes. Um, there's the, the the rules of the uh, uh, simple well, but not oversimplified. The rules of our simplified system, um, our streamlined version of Nathan D. Pilata's system, uh, are very loose. Um, so, unlike DD, where you have things like challenge ratings and monsters with higher attacks and hit points, there's a less clear-cut way to create an element of scale. You know, a less clear-cut way to make some villains, some uh, bosses or enemies more powerful than others. So you kind of have to do it through story more than mechanics. And the Question Collector was a very powerful villain, more powerful than any individual cowboy or roboticist could take down on their own. And definitely more powerful than a (laughs) a university (laughs) drama student could take down on their own. Um, Laurie also loves a nice uh, dramatic moment, so it was, a, it was a nice combination of I think something that Laurie would absolutely lean into when it happened, um, and that really did make sense within the um, the rules of that world and that setting. Uh, it's yeah. It also it's a nice wa- it's a nice way to introduce stakes and make it clear just how powerful the question collector is, um, and it allowed for it allowed allowed for us to tie a loose end, which we. Um, we didn't quite manage to. Uh, I I I always felt like um, there was a, there was more to come from Bill Blio, the library man. Um, he, was,
1: he, he had phenomenal cosmic powers. <laughs> After all, it felt like yeah he got a bit of the short end um, of things. But yeah yeah it was um, and also then it means we obviously got uh, one one player character from uh, from every one shot, which was um, very pleasing from a collector's. Uh, perspective. So, looking back over the episode, uh, were there any things that you had planned which didn't manage to make the cut? Because I it was I was looking through my my sheet which I put together for Piston um, going into the last one, and hmm. I I saw I think it sort of came off, but I'm like ah, I have such um, a little a little tiny frustration because I missed out on a thing, which was um, when I was when I was trying to convince my dad. So what I was originally going to do um, was try and convince the team to work together, and I, I literally put a note in my in my notes saying because Piston um, refused to work with someone else back in um, Cyber Battle Wars, that led to his ruin, and he was explicitly going to reference like a long time ago, I had the opportunity to work with someone as powerful as me to make the world a better place. And I turned my back on it and it cast me into darkness. Uh, and I wish I'd said that to my dad. And like, you know, there was a there was a message of togetherness there, which is sort of, sort of you know, you always have to do in the Earthsats Avengers, you always have to do it like it, but no, we are stronger together. Um, even though Bill Blio is stronger than all of us combined. Um, we, we, you know, we had to do that. And I think that sort of came across, but I'm annoyed that I missed making the direct parallel between, um, Piston story in Cyber Battle Wars and, and that you know just like there's little things that you you sort of regret missing out on,
2: I, think. I understand that. Um, I, I think Piston You, you managed to tie off Piston's arc very nicely regardless um, and also the uh, realizing that people needed to work together um, Came quite organically from Rick Thunder in the end who picked up on the fact that um, That was maybe a better tactic for success uh, there was one thing about Amelia, um, something that just in the it, with everything going on, and with the heat and that suit jacket <laughs> leaking sweat into my brain, um, I really wanted once she had died um, and dissipated into cosmic dust, the the sort of the last moment for Amelia was going to be that that dust had formed a constellation Amelia in the night sky, so she would be a star for all eternity, um, and that just slipped my mind. And I'm I'm a perfectionist, so. Even though that was a tremendously fun shoot and some amazing, amazing stuff came out of it. Naturally, all I could obsess about once it was over was I mean, I think we're both on the we're both similar men in that sense. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> That's all I could think about. Um, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I think other than that, I'm trying not to think of moments that I would be frustrated by because that'll be <laughs> my week. That'll be my yeah. week gone. Um,
1: for me, like I I obviously like the The positives vastly outweigh the negatives. I don't think, generally speaking, in RPGing in general, you could ask for a better moment than a critical success on what is already supposed to be the final punch of the game. Like, I don't think that can go any better. I do wish that we we hadn't been called the lightning because literally I... We're watching it back like the moment after the punch is like a huge hooray moment and then the punch and then everyone just goes yay lightning Fa- lightning family yay <laughs> lightning family we just, just like we should have been like thunderbolts.
2: oh man we'll, never, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll never stop obsessing about that now uh you're right though i think the only thing that would have made that critical success better would be if we were in the room together mm. um it, it reminded me of the end of the end of the um end of the wrangle but there, there were so many great moments man i had such a fun time without sort of just seeing the players in a sandbox. I'm um, just seeing them be creative and like come up with uh, like sort of fun solutions and mini stories. And we had so many nice moments. Library Man Returns to Wakanda uh, was sort of the beat that um, we really wanted to get for that. And I think it landed. Uh, and
1: he did immediately. The first thing he did was create a hammer. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, we get, yeah, we get it, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I am, I haven't spoken to him since the shoot I'm a little worried I might have broken Ollie, because <laughs> <laughs> he was he's devastated.
1: Legit, he's legit heated about the ending of the of the show. Yeah, he he really wanted to win. <laughs> um, he he wanted to be reunited with season one love interest. Really lovely. I, oh, I, yeah, the... he needs to understand. Like, you never close the you never close the door. It's comics. It's... You never close the door when a comics.
2: It's not just that. It's not just my my love of a coder, and um, I think it's just sort of so, something that comes from sort of um, pro gming is that you 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 never close the door because you you want the client to keep wanting you to come back, so you mm-hmm. keep them hooked. It's like how Shahrazad, with a th- in a thousand and one nights, um, she ended every single story she told um, her husband with a cliffhanger because originally. Um, he just wanted one story from her, and then he was going to kill her the next day. So she ended every single story with a cliffhanger to stay alive. Mm. Um, but also, J. 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 When...
1: of the ancient world.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but when, when Ollie and I were first talking about um, or trying trying to flesh out Rick beyond this sort of uh, uh, goofy, charming sort of action hero traveling from world to world and we started talking about um, Julie Lovely and at that point in time that Julie Lovely was she was the season love interest that he really wanted to get back to and he sort of realized that he couldn't just keep gallivanting around living life in the fast lane and he regretted sort of not maybe growing up a bit and settling down with her which was was a really nice level of complexity but at the same time I didn't want Julie Lovely to be just a love interest like nothing more than simply like the prize at the end of the road uh, which is where the uh where the where the swerve came from is mm-hmm. is more than anything else, I think, to flesh out Julie Lovely a little bit. Yeah, she um, actually
1: got to do something. She made a she made a choice at the end, which is which is nice to see. Uh, um, even though Ollie, yes, <laughs> like, but I won. I should get everything. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I I absolutely absolutely love GMing for Ollie Davis. Um, He 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 gets he just he gets so into it. He just falls into his character. He gets so moved Um, He's just so for someone who is indescribably busy in his day-to-day professional life the amount of uh, Emotion and commitment um, he is able to find and just pour into these games is stupendous Um, But I am I'm a bit worried
1: about him (laughs) (laughs) He'll be fine he just has to get used to not getting what he wants.
2: <laughs> um, okay. Can I ask you then uh, what was your, what was your favorite piston moment from this final finale episode?
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> checking my wallet and rolling later, <laughs> just like, is there any, any, any better a way of mechanically showing someone who's reached their rock? Bottom? <laughs> that was really, really fun. Um, did I get any? Did I get any natural twelves this this time?
2: No natural twelves. You, you oh, got did I the. T-
1: didn't I? Didn't I tinker with my robot and get a natural twelve?
2: Um, I do, yeah. I think you got. I think you might have got a dirty twelve.
1: I got a dirty twelve. That's it. I got a dirty. Yeah. 12.
2: So you tinker with your robot successfully, but it was, that, that that natural one was nice because it was the perfect mechanical moment on that fail on you having absolutely no money in your wallet to bring out the uh, artificial intelligence of your father. Where is um, my money? <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, that and also (laughs) running away just because what? Yeah, he hasn't even got his screwdriver; it broke. And I I love that everyone turned on me. It was like, what am I going to do, lads? Amelia just died, and I have got marginally less superpowers than her.
2: Got nothing but a screwdriver and a wallet full of moths,
1: and I don't even have the screwdriver anymore. (laughs) Um. Yes, no. I in in canon, I retrofitted that to be he was going to get his dad butts. Sure. want <laughs> 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 it worked nicely. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, any any
2: favourite moments from the rest of the lightning family? Then,
1: um, well, over the course of the two-parter, um, I think I think my favourite bit was Rick Thunder bargaining to have himself be the um, be the main character throughout the whole thing, and then spending. Almost the entire of the first episode trapped inside a suit of armor which couldn't move.
2: There is a there's a behind the scenes reason for that. Ollie had made himself a tinfoil waistcoat to be the um the the danger zone suit of armor, but it was really noisy, and Ollie I think was terrified about ruining the audio, so just had to sit perfectly still. And it created wonderful moments, and it created I was there was just really good um really good player choice from you when we got to the year three thousand when you're like oh let me. I'm a roboticist. Let me help make your suit more movable.
1: Yes, I, I, <laughs> I was very him, grateful for that. I made him the Iron Man suit. <laughs> um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Mad Dog going on stage. Amelia's song <laughs> um, was was brilliant. Um, just, just starting with uh, a Lolo murder, which is great. <laughs> um, I enjoyed Lolo bringing back the spirit of Greta Moore. was was really grand. Um, <laughs>
2: Oh, that's another regret, actually. Another regret is I, something I just forgot to do. I wanted to bring Nebbins back for the fight oh, at some Nebin. point. I forgot about Nebbins, but I, I made like a mental note um, as soon as you travel to the eighty thousand, like, I'm going to bring Nebbins back. Um, but in 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 the heat, in the heat of the moment, it just slipped my mind.
1: Now, that was a natural 12. That was so good. <laughs> just like trying to possess Nebbins to being a horse and he became the greatest horse and the best friend uh, that the team had ever known.
2: Um, those are those fun moved. moments one of a sudden well i i, one of, I love swerves like I, I like you i loved it when mad dog went on stage um because that completely swerved everything we were setting up for like okay um he wanted to be you know he was in a drama club at school he missed his big moment of the school play to score the winning touchdown he's always wanted to he's never really had that unfinished business rick thunder is the perfect person to step up <laughs> it was fucking mad dog um <laughs> uh, which was wonderful i love i love getting swerved and i think the thing I really loved about Nebbins is it's when you don't even have a character planned, and then a a player decides to just fully invest a little story beat um, in somebody who doesn't really exist. You're like, okay, shit. So like Nebbins had to come up on the spot, and then that beautiful natural twelve turned him into this <laughs> horse. But I, I wish, I wish I brought Nebbins back. Um,
1: <laughs> well, there may, who knows? There may be, there may be time in the galaxy far, far away. Um, yeah, I, I, it was, it was chock full of. I, great moments, like I, I we, all of us being able to kind of work together and um, <laughs> and kind of help each others help each other out. Uh, Amelia, of course, rejecting everyone's help and killing Shakespeare all by herself, <laughs> only to then yeah suffer the fate of someone not working as a team, being the first to break lines and run at the question collector. There's just yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there which um, paid off. I'm I'm very very happy with it. And of course, um, the coder that um, the Question Collector, rather than being the Ursat Stanos we thought he was, has actually rather turned into something more of Loki and there is something else out there in the cosmos. Delightful.
2: I do love a coda,
1: <laughs> And that is where we're gonna end. Thank you so much um, for everyone who's followed the One Shot Universe, the uh, QCU. Um, as it, as it, as we call it uh we've genuinely loved uh creating it for you um we're going to take a little bit of a break now um we're going to try and get season two together that is that is our nrb focus from here on out is we are going to bring you season two by hook or by crook um depending on government guidelines we will bring it we hope we hope to bring it sooner rather than later um we'll see if we what we can jerry rig to make a, a safe environment for us all to record because damn it it's time for us to be in the same room again. Um, so yes, um, the season two is coming, Tom. Are you, uh, are you ready? Are you excited?
2: I am really looking forward to getting back in the room. I think that last one shot, um, just because everyone was able to interact more with each other and bounce off each other by nature, of the way that story was structured has made me really, really excited about getting the gang back together.
1: We have some very very silly things planned and yes we um as ever stay tuned to our patreon uh, which we slowly, uh, which will, uh, by the time you hear this, um, imagine just be about to be- become the Parts fun Known Patreon. So obviously, um, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, it's been a No Rolls Bard patron for a while, patron.com forward slash No Bard. But after this, it might be patron.com forward slash Parts Unknown. Known. Um, thank you so much to everyone who's been a patron for No Rolls Bard. But basically, we're just expanding the family a little bit, keeping obviously some of the, uh, in fact, most, in fact, nearly all of the No Rolls Barred perks that you uh, have grown to, to love. Um, but we're adding other perks from other shows in PFK. We're adding stuff from Calling Spots, Mania, my booking videos, Actually Good, Explained. Um, there's loads and loads and loads more Patreon perks coming. Um, and of course, we will keep you updated via Patreon when season two is ready for 48 hours of the access of when that So thank you so much for everyone listening to this. Uh, we will see you Uh, in city British wrestling. Goodbye, everybody.
2: Goodbye.